0: Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of Dropping the Plumline. Line. My name is Stacey Mueller. It is August ninth, 2023. And you know, I wanted to get this out to you right away because frankly, I really haven't slept a lot in the last few weeks and uh, I'll just be honest with you it has been a challenge. I I have never gone through the month of Av and coasted through it without having some physical challenges or maybe emotional challenges, you know it's just hard on the flesh the month of Av. And this year has been no different. But you know for me personally I feel like I'm going through something that's probably bigger than myself. Uh, and I'll understand it when I get on the other side of it, but uh, I'm just one of those people that's really sensitive to EMF and a lot of the frequencies that are being generated by all the 5G and all the you know, the increase in all of those waves that are out there and it has kept me up at night. And I feel like you could just, um, sit me in, in a microwave and you know, I have aluminum on it and that's what it feels like that I'm just popping in a microwave. It just has been so strong. So that's kept me up uh, in the nighttime hours and I have been up probably, I would say more consistently up between one and five o'clock in the morning, then sleeping. And so, you know, what have I been doing between one and five in the morning? Well, uh, somehow God has gotten me out of bed. And I have been decreeing and declaring that, you know, what God says in his word is actually yes and amen. And that he's with me in the midnight hour, and he's not going to um, just leave me there to fry and to, you know, go away. Um, he's allowing me to go through this because, you know, I've already done the whole, you know, let's, you know, take the enemy And, you know, let's boot them out and, you know, double check if you're out of alignment with God. And when you do those two things and you're still, you know, warring with your situation, then you have to trust that God's allowing you to go through it. So God has been allowing me to go through this heat or fiery trial. Now, I've done a lot of podcasts uh, recently on the fire of God and why God is allowing us to go through his fire so that we can contain greater measure of His glory and authority. And I've been in Joshua 7 a lot. Just uh, Joshua 7, if you read that chapter, you read that, you know, Joshua finally came into the promised land. He would already taken down Jericho and now he's about ready to start taking dominion of the land, the promised land that God had uh, told him to go and subdue. And so the first one was AI and there wasn't that many people there. And so he just sent out a small army and he couldn't even take that down. And so he was crying out to the Lord, Oh my gosh, Lord, how, how, how can we actually even go in? They're going to hear, we can't even like defeat this small little army. How am I even going to be able to do what you're calling me to do? And the Lord said, stop whining, actually get up, arise. There is an accursed thing in your land and amongst your people. And so Joshua had to do some due diligence and go before some of these tribal leaders and ask them those questions. What are you hiding? What do you have that is causing destruction among our camp for the Lord to lift his hand up so that we don't have his protection? We don't have his power and authority to defeat our enemy. And then finally they got to Achan and Achan like uh, fessed up And he said, you know, I saw those Babylonian garments and I saw what they had and I went and hit him, hit him, you know, deep down, didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And so he confessed and then they kicked, uh, you know, they kicked Achan to the corner, you know, well, actually they stoned him and got him out of the camp. And then the next thing you know, here's Joshua defeating the enemy with, you know, a snap. And the Lord is like wanting us to understand this principle that his hand is upon us right now, and he's, he's like crushing us through these fiery trials for our own good. Because he knows if we're going to go out and take the giants that are up ahead, that we have to have all the accursed things out of our camp that is in our house, in our hearts, and, you know, like maybe it's with the agreements that we're making and uh, things that we're doing, or maybe it's with the people that we're hanging out with that, you know, are bringing us down or opening up the door. And he's like, you know what? I don't want you in that partnership anymore because it's going to cause a breach and it's going to give access to the enemy to come in. And you're going to find yourself stripped of my authority and my power. And the enemy's going to chew you up and spit you out. And so this is one of the reasons why some of us are going through these fiery trials because it's for our own good, because God wants to get us to the place that he has promised us, which is to gain access to that promised land and the, and the promise that he's given each one of us to govern, to, to be his influence, to be his witness, to prosper where he plants us. And you know what? We're going to have to like go in with his, you know, we're in war. We're going to go in with the line of the tribe of Judah with his power and strategy and wisdom on how to navigate and to cause the enemy to come underneath our feet. And I'm telling you, we can't do it with compromise. Matter of fact, King Saul teaches us his story in 1 Samuel chapter 15, teaches us that he was partially obedient to the word that God gave to him through the prophet Samuel. And Samuel was telling him, "Now listen, I want you to take out all the Amal- Amalekites, and I want you to take everything that they have and you're supposed to destroy it." But what did King Saul do? Well, he did what, you know, the prophet Samuel said? He started taking everybody out, but he went ahead and he took the king into his capture, and then he saved all of the best of what the king had. And all their livestock. And he was like, you know, the people were saying, oh, let's just save this and we'll make an offering to the Lord. And they rationalized, they justified. And King Saul listened to that. And so he started to be partially obedient to the word of the Lord, which is disobedience. And actually a delay in obedience is disobedience as well. But the Lord says that, you know, sacrifice? no. It's obedience that's more important because when we're in rebellion, which is when we go against what he tells us to do, and we're stubborn, it's like the sin of witchcraft. And wow we have a lot of compromise in our church right now. So we can look at the church uh, of Satan and the witches that are just brewing their spells and everything. And we can go, wow, they're evil. You know, God, you know, deliver them. And the Lord's like, you know what? The church needs deliverance because you've partnered with the spirit of witchcraft because you've just chosen to do your own ways. You're compromising. You're only listening to me halfway. You're like following your own agendas. You're telling the Holy Spirit, you know what? We only want you this much. We don't we really want you, you know, to go crazy. We don't want you to like, we really want to stay in control because, you know, we might lose our parishioners and maybe even our donations. And, and you know, the government, whoa, we're worried about the government as well. And whatever we do to justify because of the fear of man. And that was King Saul's problem. He had a fear of man, which is a snare. And the Lord is trying to get the fear of man stripped out of us. So we have the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. And that is what is going to lead us into the promised land. And so God's allowing us to go through these fiery trials. And I know I'm not the only one that's going through fiery trials right now. But anyways, getting back to my situation, I've been up in the middle of the night and I feel like I am like kind of interceding like Moses did for the glory exchange of these garments that the enemy is trying to like take out our bodies physically with the poisons in the air, with the EMF, the five G, with the with the chemtrails, with the the food that is compromised, and with the false narrative that's out because then it poisons our soul as well, whatever that is. And he is trying to, you know, take us out, kill, still, and destroy us. And our cells are shrinking and coming underneath his oppression. And 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 promising, the enemy is promising this false narrative of this light. Oh, come with me. You know, I've got a better plan, a one world government. And, you know, we're going to just draw together in unity this false globalism that is actually a counterfeit of Yeshua coming to rule the nations with his bride. And so God wants us to come into his fullness of glory that will bring healing to the nations, not this false stuff that is being generated right now that is killing everybody. And so many people think that, you know, the COVID... And, you know, all these different um, diseases that are coming our way are the problem. And no one's looking up to see how they're turning up the EMF and the, you know, the strength of these frequencies that is putting such a strain on our cells that is causing COVID-like symptoms. And so many people are dying and they've got our eyes looking at the COVID and whatever the next one is and not really what's behind the scenes. And, and literally, that is what's transpiring. It's a false light. And I know this because, you know, when COVID hit, I had many people in the hospital. And I had three in ICU that I knew that were my friends. One of them never came out. She died. And I, can't, I was up till 11 o'clock after praying all day and night and helping however I could. And the phone rang, and I looked down at it, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to answer this phone. And the Lord said, pick it up. And so I picked up the phone and, the, and it, on the other end of that phone was another one of my friends that was one step away from going into the hospital. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, I have no strength to even pray for her. You're going to have to help me. And so right as I started praying for her, the Lord gave me this vision and he showed me the snake going down her spine. And then all of a sudden, I saw this beam of light hitting the snake that was in her, you know, that had gone down into her spine. And it just started, you know, metastasizing, like just blowing up, like, and it started eating all her cells. And I was like, whoa. And so I yanked that snake out of her by faith in Jesus name. And I cut off the frequency that was attached to it, that was coming from this beam of light. And she suddenly got set free. And that's what started opening up my eyes. Well, now I feel like I am in, you know, this time right now where I am overloaded with all of this frequency and I have God's presence and this frequency warring against each other in my body. And guess what's going to win? <laughs> Yeshua is going to win. I'm just decreeing and declaring it right now. Yeshua will win because he's not only the author, but he's also the finisher of my faith. And he, what he has started, he will finish it for us. And he is going to allow you and I to come into this wonderful, amazing glory. And our cells are so strong. It doesn't matter what 5G and what is poison and what's going on on the outside that the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy God's people because our cells will be so re- rejuvenated in the glory of God and the new garments that we have, that the enemy will be crushed under our feet shortly. And so we're in an intercession and a and a, I would say a wardrobe change. We're in the midst of a wardrobe change that's, you know, like trying to get these old clothes off. And we, I, I just want to strip these old clothes off so bad so that I can just come into this rest fully. And that, you know, that bad energy, the bad frequency, the frequency that's harming ourselves will just bounce off my body. And I'm hoping that will be for you too, because I know I'm not the only one that's interceding for this. So, why am I sharing all that with you? Well, I'm sharing that with you because it's taken every ounce of my faith in God to go through the midnight hour and to stand and stand strong in his word and decree his word and say, no, your word says, and therefore I agree with your word. And and I do not come in agreement that whatever the enemy is planning will defeat me. Matter of fact, I cut that off of my cells and my mind and my heart and my soul. And I come into alignment with Yeshua, who is the light and he is the light bearer. And he produces, we, you know, we have life and life abundantly through him. And I'm going over the top and through his glory and what his sacrifice has done for me to come into the full measure of that. And so I've had to like pull out the scriptures. I've had to like take out the Psalms. I've had to say to my brain that feels so tormented. No, I will not. I will not. I will not take that torment any longer. No, I bring it to the cross. And so I've had to wrestle wrestle. Is anyone wrestling out there? I mean, we are in the Jacob's wrestle. Each one of us has to let go of the stubborn ways that we think or the torment or the fear that so easily grips us, or maybe we become a victim or we have a fear of man or a fear of rejection, or whatever that is that causes us to rebel or be stubborn or to shrink back and to become a victim. You know, all of those kind of things. The Lord wants us, are you ready? Are you ready to confess that? Get rid of it? Are you ready to let go? Grab the hem of my garment. And you and I will do this together. But it's going to be me carrying you. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let go of all your effort. Because it's not your performance that's going to get you there. It's my word that's going to get you there. Because I've promised you. And I've already given you an, a an guarantee of greater things to come, which is my Holy Spirit that's within you. So draw upon that and start looking up for your redemption draws nigh. So I shared all of that to share with you what was I going through last night. Well, I felt like I was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace just where the heat was totally turned on. And so I want to go through that chapter in Daniel chapter three with you briefly here, because I believe I'm not the only one that's going through this. And the Lord is teaching us how to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, even in the presence of our enemies. Psalm 23. Now that we are in that year of death and resurrection power, and gosh, we will see his resurrection through this. Hang in there. whoo! Holy Spirit, show us how to get there. I've been asking the Lord, Lord, I want to hear the sound of the song that the remnant sings, that new song, kind of like the song that David sang, and the song that Miriam sang, and the song that Moses sang, this new song that comes out of this desperation and determination to hang on to God at the, and when they thought they were at the end of themselves, and then God Opened up the gateway and brought them through, and then they were just so thankful. And so I've been asking the Lord, I want to hear I want to come up to the throne. I want to hear what the 24 elders are singing and what is the seven spirits singing and what are the four creatures, living creatures that are around your throne? What are they singing? What are they, what is everyone singing in unison? That's making the sound and the voice of many waters, because whatever's been sung in heaven needs to come now into the earth so that there's a synchronicity of the sound of heaven and earth being joined together in. One new man, and so that this new Jerusalem can start forming and be seen in the earth. And this is my this is all that God has me focus on these days. Is this new sound that is a sound of synchronicity and unity within the body of Christ that is synced into the headship of Yeshua. And we've been in training for this and boy, it's like a nuclear bomb, like Hiroshima that once we get together in this unison and his specific timing, it's going to go off and, but it's going to be the real thing. It's not going to bring you destructive. It's going to be constructive. It's going to be redemptive and reconciliative and it's going to just be so amazing and bring healing to the nations. So now I want to bring you to Daniel chapter three and verse 1 i want to i want to revisit this story because daniel Daniel's name means Yahweh will judge. And we are so close to where the judgment of God is coming on the mystery of Babylon. And the Lord is telling us, Come out of her, uh, for her judgments are coming up to my throne. And he doesn't want us to get near her plagues, he doesn't want us to be touched by her judgments. So he's been opening up our eyes to see these wondrous things of his truth. And the spells are being broken. And now it's our choice are we going to listen and obey? Because that's what the month of Av is all about. Listening but then obeying. It's the two it's the one, two punch. We can't just listen. We have to obey too. Follow his lead. And and, and he reveals these things because he wants us to shift and to move. And so now I'm going to go back to Daniel and Daniel, who is with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and that's not their their real names. If you go into chapter one, he says, "Now from among those of the sons of Judah, who were brought to Babylon to go into captivity and to sit in, you know, in in the place of the king's palace, King Nebuchadnezzar." And he chose them because of the wisdom that was upon them was Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Now I looked up their names. Hananiah, God has favored. Michelle, who is what God is. And Az- Azariah means Jehovah, has helped. Now think about that. First, God is my judge. God has favored us. He wants us to be who is what God is, who is what God is, that we actually know the truth that what God says he is, he is. And then you and I are what he says that we are and that we reflect who he says that he is. It's kind of like John 17 where Jesus was praying that I and him and he and me, that the whole world would see that you are the one true God through them and me. That's the whole purpose of the unity of the Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the sons of God coming in this synchronicity. And so it, it speaks of this through these that have been chosen to go through captivity and to strengthen their character and the resolve to hang into God Regardless of what was going on around them, where Babylon was built and and where Nebuchadnezzar was in charge and and they had to navigate how to honor the Lord while King Nebuchadnezzar was the one that was directing the the uh, you know the orchestration of government uh, here we have neb who. Decided to choose these um, four. God actually positioned them there, but they had been trained and matured for such a time as this because not only were they good looking, but they were gifted on all wisdom and possessed knowledge, and they were quick to understand. And they had the ability to serve the king in his palace so that they were able to take those gifts and and be of an asset to King Nebuchadnezzar. So you and I are being matured to help go into these areas that uh, we need to be of influence and so that God can use us. And why? You know, King Nebuchadnezzar was raised up by God because the children of Israel were disobedient. They didn't listen and obey. They started coming into idolatry. They they were known as the harlot to God. And so because they didn't even honor the Sabbath, God had to bring down the judgment. And the house of Judah went into captivity for 70 years. And that is why he raised King Nebuchadnezzar. It's no different than today. Why is the deep state in a position that have been raised up to oppress God's people? It's because we have compromised along the way and we've gotten into idolatry and we can be considered into harlotry if you look at it, if we are putting all these things to sleep with these idols rather than, you know, having an intimate relationship with God and saying no to the things that oppose God and the things that he calls evil, evil. And so God is, you know, bringing the consuming fire upon us right now so that we can shift and come and look like a bride. And, you know, in the end, God turns everything around for good. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar, as, you know, as into idolatry as he was, and he was so puffed up at times, you know, he still had an ear to hear what God had to say through Daniel and his crew. And by the end of his life, he was repentant. You know, I bet you he's sitting there in heaven right now because he realized, you know, there's nothing greater than the God of the, of Daniel, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. So this is the heart of, of God is to bring reconciliation to all these who are even in the deep state. We have to have that heart attitude to know that. So going now to Daniel 3, because this is where I was last night and this is where I think that we all are is we are, um, in a time right now that God's shaking everything with the, with the mystery of Babylon and, you know, the worship of the golden images What the title of this chapter is, and are we not coming into, are we going to worship the gold and the silver and our bank accounts and the money and the things, you know, that, um, that would, that the world offers us that would bring us security? Uh, are we going to compromise in our what we know is right to do and 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 to keep that, or are we going to follow the Lord? So Daniel and his crew, they give us a great example of no compromise and what God does. And so I'm starting in chapter three, verse one. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, which height was sixty cubits and its width six cubits, six six. And he set it up in the plain of Dura. In the providence of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together. All the administrators, all the governors, all the counselors, everybody together. And when they came together, um, they made this official um, decree that everybody was to come and to worship this. And so in verse four, it says, a cry went out to you. It is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Now, here is a counterfeit uh, right here of exactly the time that we're in right now. There is a sound of many waters. This is a sound of synchronicity of all of these instruments that are coming together. Instruments, you and I are God's instrument, coming together to make a unified sound to honor God, at Jesus as King, and not the King of this world. And so the King of this world is trying to bring forth some sort of uh, counterfeit to this. All right, and so it says, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn and the flute and the lyre and its symphony with all the kinds of music, all the people in all the languages fell down, worshiped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. You know, that gold image could be AI right now. It could be, you know, a one world currency. It could be, you know, you know, getting a mark in our hand that allows you to buy and sell things, which we already seen at Whole Foods, they're already setting that up, whatever that is, okay? I'm not really sure, but one thing I know is you and I just cannot bow down and compromise um, what we believe is to be true and, you know, honoring to the Lord himself. Well, therefore, at that time, um, one of the guys spoke up to King Nebuchadnezzar, and he said, you know, you made this decree, that whoever does not fall down and worship will be cast into this midst of this burning fiery furnace and you know there's these certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon Shadrach Meshach and Abednego these men o king they are not paid due uh, they've not paid due regard to you they do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. And so then Nebuchadnezzar, in a rage and fury, he gave the command to bring them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought them before uh, the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said, Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I've set up? Now, if you're ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, And all of this music, and you fall down and worship the image, which I've made, good. That'll be good for you. But if you do not, you know, I got to cast you immediately into this burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Great question, because that's what the enemy does. He gives you fear to think that his, you know, threats are bigger than God. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. That is the response you and I need to have right there. You know, there's no need to hear about the matter. There's no need for me to like wonder, you know, whose side am I on? There's no need for me to even have a question because I know what is right and true. And so they speak up right away and they share that truth. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Well, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and he spoke and he commanded them that the heat of the furnace be turned up 7 times more than it was usually heated up and he commanded certain mighty men of valor and uh, these men who were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cast them into the burning fiery furnace. And these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, their garments, and they were cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And therefore, because the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so exceedingly hot, that the flames of the fire killed those men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down. "'Bound in the midst of the fire, burning fiery furnace. "'Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, "'and he rose in haste, and he spoke saying to the counselors, "'Wait a minute, did we not cast three men bound "'in the midst of the fire?' "'And they answered to the king, "'True, O king, yes.' "'And he said, but look,' he answered, "'I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, "'and they are not hurt.' And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. And Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and he spoke, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out of here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And uh, they came to the uh, front of it and they saw the men on on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And the smell of the fire was not even on them. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except the God of their own. And then what happened after that? He made a decree that actually promoted them, promoted them in front of all of those that were in Babylon. And so I say to you that this story is so relevant to us right now, that we're in the, you know, God allowed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be put in the fiery furnace because they have been matured enough to trust in God's word and God's word alone. And that they would stand still and see the salvation of God in a situation that they were standing with truth and the truth would set them free. That if God was with them, then, that, then that's all they needed. And that God used the their faith to open up the doors And to bring the increase in things that they could not do themselves. But more importantly, where they were bound in those old garments and they were lying there and they could not do anything in their own strength. God took those old garments and loosed them free so that they could come out of that place filled with his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is where God is taking us. And so I hope that this blesses you to stand strong in the face of opposition. And whatever fiery trial you're going through, whether it's sickness in your family, whether it's your finances, whether you know you're you're just you're you're just going crazy in your mind because you know things aren't adding up and you're seeing all this destruction. The Lord says, Hey, come alone and be with me. Come into my fiery furnace and stand still. Know that this refiner's Fire is a good thing. And then look up to me and hold on to my word and know that this too will pass. And as you come out of this trial, you are not even going to smell the brimstone you are not even going to you're not even going to remember how painful it was because i'm going to give you a reward for those who diligently seek me they're going to sit with me on my throne they're going to rule the nations they're going to be covered with new garments they're going to carry that white stone they're going to have my name written on their forehead these are the rewards of the overcomer just to name a few yes this is what you and i are being matured for because because the world needs out of this death and the things that are transpiring all around us and the voices that are vying for our attention, the 10, you know, reports of the spies that went into the, into the, uh, the promised land, you know, that report was so much louder than the two Jacob and, and Caleb. That is what the world's trying to get us to do, times 10,000. You know, can we, we, are we listening to those voices? Or are we going to listen to the still small voice of, of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit directing us and keeping us and, and watching over us and Psalm 91 coming into His substance and His manifestation and then allow this storm to pass over us and through us. Hallelujah. I bless you to be encouraged today. I bless you to hear the voice of the living God and whatever he's saying to you, listen and be obedient to whatever instruction he's giving you because you will then find yourself at peace in the midst of the storm and you will be, you're going to find yourself untouched by the flames of the fiery serpent in Yeshua's name. (laughs)